What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello? Hello, hello. Ready to go? Yes, sir. Hi, right, you ready? Huh? Go ahead and do your intro, brother. We live. Mm-hmm. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Kittle Jennings. I want to invite y'all to... Okay. Thank you for tuning in to A Man's View. So, ladies and gentlemen, hosted by Kenneth Dennis on the fourth time award-winning Ford Radio. Excuse me, everybody, for being a little, just been a long, long day trying to get ready for this show today. Had some technical difficulties with myself, my body issues and everything, but I'm doing good. I'm ready to go and ready to have a great show. A nice show. And tonight's question is, in the aftermath of the murder of George Floyd and the protesters, the question is, what changes do you want to see happen, and where do we go from here? So I'm going to be opening it up to the last everybody, but I just want to speak of it on myself a little bit first. Um, watching that was one of the probably the most difficult, difficult things I've ever had to see on TV and made me sick to my stomach, brought tears to my eyes as I watched it. I was hurt. And after watching it and, and just seeing everything that goes on, first thing came to my mind was, how do I raise my grandson in a society that's like this? To have to teach him that he has to go out here every day and make sure he do the right thing where he don't get pulled over by the people that's supposed to protect him is the same person that might kill him and have to instill that in his mind so he won't be another murder victim by the, the same people that's supposed to protect you. And that's a difficult thing for any of us have to, to have to live to think about. But as a black man and living in the United States right now, we have to worry about that every day that we go out, every day that we leave. And even someone in my situation of a man being paralyzed from the neck down, I'm afraid of it because sometimes I have muscle spasms. And what if my arms go to shaking and they think that I'm doing something else and decide to open up fire on me? So. As, as a black man in this society, we should not have to wake up every day and worry whether we're going to get back home just from going out and doing regular things, going to your job, going out to hang out with your friends, or going just to live life, wondering why life is going to be taken away from us. 
but that's the injustice, the inequality that we've been living in. They've been taking our lives at an alarming rate, and it took something so horrific, such a tragedy, just to even open their minds, their eyes, the thought that, damn, we are killing these black men. And it has gotten to this point, and, and my question is, what do we do? What changes do you want to see? Where do we go from here? Because we cannot go back to where, we, where it's been. We cannot let this time and go back to where we've been before. We have to move forward. We have to make change. We cannot accept the status quo anymore. So what we do is go be another man on the news or woman for that case whose life is going to be taken away from them. So we have to do what we have to do. We have to make change. We have to protest. We have to continue to make our voice heard. We cannot sit back and just let things be the way they used to be. And it's going to take all of us. It's going to take each and every one of us to make a change. So that's my opening statement that I wanted to start off with. Um, I'm, hoping, um, I'm hoping we get plenty of calls, because I think this is something that needs to be talked about, needs to be discussed. Because we cannot stand for this anymore. So let's talk, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Rod is my co-host on on here with me. Yes, yes, yes. How you all doing? That's my co-host, everybody. That's Portier Love. And I'm going to say it again, you're tuning in to A Man's View, hosted by Kenneth Jennings on the four-time award-winning poet radio. And this is my, this is my brother, poet, Portier Love, and we just we want to talk to you about it. We want everybody to call in and let us know what you think about what do you think needs to be changed. Where, where do we go from here? And we cannot go back, and we cannot stay where we're at. Because those are the, those are the uh, situations, that's the scenario that I'm dealing with. You know, we are protesting, we're doing this, so just like you said, where do we go from here? What's the next move? That's, you know, that's where I'm, that's my dilemma. That's where I'm stuck at, you know. So uh, definitely uh, looking to hear from everybody's opinion, and um, let's see if we can get to the bottom of this. And- it just didn't start with George Floyd. We got a list of other people that, that they that they let us know about that um that has been tragically um killed by police officers or in other cases um by a white man killing someone black. We got our Trayvon Martin, we got Tamir Rice, Michael Brown, Eric Gardner. Philando Castillo, Brianna Taylor, Laquan McDonald. The list goes on, and them just the ones that we know about. And as we have seen over over the last week or so, all of a sudden all these other videos and everything showing up of other people being killed by the police that we did know about that they covered up. So and it's a lot of. Right, so how many more have they covered up? 
How many more have they kept from us for knowing? And, and, and it needs to be brought out. It needs to be talked about. So let's, 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 let's take some calls. Let's take our time and let's talk about this. Because it needs to be talked about and it cannot stop being talked about. I don't care where you're at, where you're from, what you do. It needs to be talked about every day. Until we have change, let's keep talking. Okay, let me get um, let me get one of my first callers in. I think I got Nina Purple on the line. Um, it's the state. It's, I just gave your name. Tell me where you're from, and let me know what your thoughts are. Hello? Nina, you on? I think we might have lost Nina. Okay, I think we lost Nina. Okay, we got a 708-629. State your name or where you're from, and let me know what your thoughts are. Seven zero eight six two nine. Where you from? State your name. Where you let's from? Let's go to um, Kenneth. Let's go. Let's go to seven seven three five one zero. Okay, seven seven three five one zero. State your name. Where you from? Hey, hey, brother. This is Dennis. I'm calling who? to Dennis. Okay. And I. Okay, here's my position. What we have been doing for quite some time, in my opinion, is just verbal masturbation because we realize that we have a whole lot that's going on in our community. And what has been happening, especially with the, the George Floyd situation, this is nothing new from what has been happening for the past 100 years. So when are we going to begin to do something a little bit differently by putting pressure on our elected officials or voting or doing something different than marching? Now, don't get me wrong. What Jesse Jackson did and Martin Luther King, it was great for that particular time. But Martin Luther King has been dead 50-plus years. And it seems as if, though, all of, the, all of the things that King has done, we are regressing. And if you really look at it very closely, you, you look at Jesse Jackson, you look at Farrakhan, these two people, and not, not just to single them out, but when you talk about the individuals who are right in the place where a lot of things are happening, there has been very little change. You think about where the mosque is located. It's one of the highest crime areas in the city. But has there been any progressive change in that particular area? Or has there been any progressive change, period? There's been a lot of talking. There's been a lot of barking, but no bite. And so 
we deal with the same situation over and over and over again. The individuals who are in position, or at least we think should be in the position to make change, they're making very little change. Why is that? Is it possible that some deals are being made behind the scenes that we're unaware of, or they're just in place to be figureheads? I'm done. Thank you, Rella, for those comments. I would like to ask you a question. Other than the voting, what else do you think that we could be doing or we should be doing? Well, I look at it like this. What we have been doing at this particular point has not been effective because we're still dealing with the same thing. We still have our young men and our young women being killed by police officers. And they're doing what to serve and protect? And if they are serving and protecting, they're not protecting us, and they're protecting and serving their own interests. But that's not the question. You asked me, what else can we do? Well, I believe that some sort of pressure can be put on the powers that be. For example, the reason that you stop at a stop sign or the reason that you slow down is because you don't want to get a ticket. And if you get a certain number of tickets, then you lose your license. And then, therefore, you can't go to work, you can't go and socialize, you can't take your kids to work or school or whatever it is that you need to do. Perhaps something of that same nature needs to be done with police officers. If you have been, um, uh, if you have so many complaints then possibly you need to have your license taken away to carry a gun or to be a police officer or to be a public servant because you're not doing it effectively. Now, that may seem a little nebulous, a little far-fetched at this particular time, but what else can be done? Something needs to be done because they're just running away. They're just like wild rabbit dogs doing whatever they want to do. What do you think about, put, this, about defunding? The police station. Defunding? Okay. Yes. Unpack that for me. What does that mean? Does that mean taking, taking away their money, or does that mean taking away who they are as police officers? And if so, well, then who will take the place of the police officers to serve and protect, quote, unquote? Well, they're not talking about taking the money away altogether. Because um, out of most budgets that most states have, so much of a large portion of it goes to the police department. They talk about taking okay. some of that away and putting it towards um, different things as far as equality and social justice to make to put money in those areas instead of putting it all just in the police department and, and see what see how things are being changed then. So again, it's an experimentation. And then yeah. even with that, where's the accountability? Because it seems as COPA is a joke. Because if I have an altercation with CPD in the streets, they may not even hear my case for maybe another 12 or 24 months. It's, it's caught up somewhere in some fairy tale land of existence because no one seems to be able to find the information where a police officer beat me up or called me out of my name or 
rough me up in some sort of way. And so now we've got this same situation where we have a dog chasing his tail. Oh, he did it. She did it. They did it. Oh, we go over here. You talk to them. They do this. They do that. And nothing ever happens. And in the end, every now and then, a individual who may have lost their loved one, they may get tossed a few dollars. But in the long run, I don't want any, any money in exchange for the life of my loved one. I want this to be fixed where it doesn't happen again and again and again. And so even if we look at the George Floyd situation, there are a lot of different things that haven't even been brought to the, to the forefront, whereas George Floyd had a relationship with Chauvin's wife. Mm-hmm. And the, the car was hers. So if all of the mm-hmm. – and he knew him from the club that they worked yeah, together. Yeah, they worked with each other for many years. And someone came out today, they worked with each other for many years, and someone came out today, one of their coworkers, and said that there was tension between the two of them during this time when this happened. So if you look at it, if now, I'm not, a, I'm not an attorney. Even looking at that, that looks as if, though, that that was premeditated. That would be murder one. Because dude knew him. And he probably had a vendetta against him because he was sleeping with his wife. And so exactly. now we have, we have a rogue cop who's, who's, who's killing individuals, and no one seems to bring this up. And so if I know this all the way in Chicago, I'm sure that someone else knows it. And the picture, the images have been all across the news, every news media throughout the nation. Someone else has seen it. Someone else knows, and no one is saying anything. And see, this is what I mean, brothers, because if, if that's going on with this particular situation, I'm sure that there are countless other situations that are going on just like it, whether they're po- political, educational, religious, and the list goes on and on. Thank you, brother. Thank you for your comments, for your words, um, for educating us. Um, and and I didn't, that's, that's what people need to know. People need to know these things. Um, if we can find more ways of arming ourselves to go there and speak to them with the truth. Um, and, and Indeed. Try for them not to try to, to hide from it. Indeed. Thank you for the opportunity, brother. All right. You have a blessed day. You too. Peace. Brian, what did you think about that? Hey, Rod, 48. I know. I don't know. He is unmuted, but we do have another call at seven seven three three five four. Okay, seven seven three three five four. State your name. Where you Where you calling from? Hey, uh, this this Joe. This Joe. This your brother, man. Uh, from Chicago. Up, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, well, I just, uh, I just, just, huh? So what well, do you I think we need to change? Well, my my thing is, it's it's not it's not so much it's change. We we need to uh get on board as far as uh this with this thing happening now. It, it really opened the eyes to a lot of people that that should already have their eyes open. So uh, what we need to do is move off this movement. And, and do the boycotting and things of that nature 
to stop to stop putting our money in the wrong people's hands. We 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 steady giving our money to people who don't give a give a care about us anyway. And and and, and it goes to show that if you look it up, they got uh, all the people who's funding Donald Trump. Uh, most of them people are in in our community, like Walmart and stuff like that, saying that they're gonna give the half they earnings to Donald Trump. I mean, if we don't need to go to Walmart, we need to uh, uh, stop stop spending our money there, and we need to find. Uh, take this opportunity to um, give some of that revenue or some of them dollars to black entrepreneurs that's coming up. You know, it's, it's a lot of them out there that's making everything from clothing to uh, toothpaste and deodorant and stuff like that. So everybody, everybody on everybody in the black community should be doing something with some type of black vendor. It, it's no reason why you don't have any black uh, black uh, produced products in your house being a, a black person in this day and time right now. We, we each one teach one. It, it, we got to lift each other up. So that, and that's what we need to start doing. Not so much, as like, like I said, because it shouldn't be a change. It should have been something we was doing all along. Okay. I think, I think, I think that's the way to go, too. I think at some point we got to come together. And I ain't always say this. I would love to see a black wall street again, but I don't know we've been doing this day and time. But I think we all need to go out and support our black businesses and stop going with that saying that, oh, they don't, they don't treat us right in doing all this. Give them a chance. I mean, when someone of another, of, of another someone that owns a different type of business of another color or whatever, don't do you right, you still let it go. So, exactly. and, so you got to keep giving us a chance to give them a chance also. And not just like, oh, he, he didn't treat me right, so I ain't never shopping with nobody black again. We have to support each other. We got to That's what I was going. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, we we quick to give the other man another chance, but we quick to uh give give one shot to to the brother man, and then when we go to him, we always want to jew him down. Yeah, like, hey, well, what type of discount can you give me for this? Now, this ain't this ain't no high end entrepreneur. He he's he's a startup. He's trying to make some business, but you want him to give you a discount right off the back, and he ain't even got enough money to pay his own rent. He, he out here making his own products true enough, but he ain't, he ain't uh, uh, got money falling out of his pocket to be giving it away, so he might not be able to give you a discount right now. But let you become one of them frequent buyers, he making look out for you a little something, but, you know, we so quick that we want a discount on the first, on the first try. And then mad he don't give it to us. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, bro. Appreciate you calling in. I'm going to take my next caller. Next caller is 708-629, 708-629. And then, Nina, you still on the call with me? Yes. Okay. Let me let me take this call. I'm going I'm to turn it over to you. 708-629. Take the name of where you're from. Okay. Let's try one more time. 708-629. State your name and where you from, please. I think we might have lost that caller. Okay. No, the caller is still on, but let me do this. I'm going to mute you because they may not know that it's them. And they may be on the other line. You just never know. But I'm going to mute you again. And then when you hear the sound on your phone say you are now unmuted, then that's referring to you, 708-629. So I'm going to mute you now. And now when you hear the phone say you are now unmuted, 
that's referring to you. We need to know who you are and where you're calling from. And if you're just listening, then please let us know you're just listening. That way we won't keep coming back to you. 708-629, you're live on the air. A man's view on the four-time national award-winning POET radio. Who's this caller? 708? Well, this this is me. This is 48 Love. <laughs> Oh. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, that makes sense now. Cause I'm like, oh, seven zero eight six two nine. Okay, that's familiar. <laughs> then, then let's go to eight three two nine two eight. Eight three two nine two eight. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Hey, this is Daniel Harkins from Texas, brother. What's going on? Good, get some love from another state. Let me know what, what you think about the question tonight. What do you think we need to be doing different? What changes do we need to be making? Where do we go from here? Let me know your thoughts. I think, like the brother said earlier, if we start supporting one another a lot better instead of just uh, talking about us so much, it's like black people, we are our own worst critic. No matter how far we go, there's always somebody like chopping at our knees early. And like the brother said, when you first start out, you cannot give discounts. You cannot give somebody uh, uh, something that you really are not established as of yet. But as long as you participate, just like getting haircuts from different people. You go to them for a while, and then you get a good re- rapport with them, and then you're happy to tip them, and they're they happy to give you a discount. But I think that's how we need to progress. We need to start helping one another instead of dogging one another or trying to get a better deal from a different person other than ourselves. Okay. So, I mean, so that that's one way of doing it. What other way? I mean, as far as voting, you think we need to do a lot of people say their vote don't count. So what do you think about that? Do you think that that's a true statement? Or how do you rationalize? Do you vote all, do you vote in every election? And what people need to understand is just not voting out the president. We've got to vote on the Senate, the House, we have to vote on our, our ordinance. I mean, all the way around the board. We just can't stop in one area. What's your thought? Right. I, my thought is it has to start in your state. No matter what state that you're from, the best way to do battle with people that you think is corrupt and you want to make a change, then you got to go to the polls and battle. You cannot sit at home and complain about it if you never voted. Because the same way you're never voting, that's the same way they slip back in. So you got to voice your opinions, and you got to be able to, uh, you got to celebrate those who, who you want in office to get them elected, to get things done. You got to help your local congressman. You got to help your local senator. If those are the ones that you like and those are the ones you want to pursue. I mean, it's easy just to uh, talk about somebody, but at the same time, you got to be committed to find out additional information. Okay, thank you, brother. Appreciate you calling in, being a part of the show tonight. Oh, most definitely. Um, I appreciate you. Hey, Nina, what's your Uh thoughts on the show tonight? On the question. Uh Well, I just, uh, I I, I got the question. where do we move from here? <laughs> I totally agree with what the guy that just got off the phone said because I've been saying the same thing for like the past week. Everybody is always complaining about 
um, this, that, the other. I don't like Kim Fox, or I don't like Pritzker, or I can't stand Donald Trump, this, that, and the other. Everybody is always complaining, but just like he just said, you have to vote. Just like they was voted in office, they can be voted out to just as fast. But you have to vote. You can't keep complaining. That's just like my, my grandmother always told me, you might as well not complain because ain't nobody going to listen. And that's just mm-hmm. God on the street. Don't nobody want to hear nobody nagging and true complaining all the time. Do something. If you want to see something, you want to move something, do something. Other than that, just be quiet. You know what I mean? But if you want to move something, you got to do something. But I still think at the end of the day that that looting was very stupid. And, and I, I, I don't see what the looting saw. You know, and then you even had people putting up signs saying black-owned business. They didn't care. They still was, like, going into them people's businesses and stuff. Not knowing that at the end of the day, you you looting, but you're not thinking about the big picture. The big picture is these people, they, they make a living. Like they show My phone fell. That's why I'm like, shit. Okay. Hey, I heard that you got a poem for us tonight. Do I what now? You got a poem for us tonight? I do. You care to share with us? Let's drop a little literature on us. Yes, I will. Hold on one second. Can y'all, can you hear me clear? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do my piece for you, okay? At 17-year-old Donella Fraser made her way to the corner store. She couldn't believe her eyes. To her surprise, she heard the cries of a man wondering why. She took out her phone. Something was wrong and she started to record. The world watched. The world watched as the time on the clock said eight minutes and 46 seconds. We witnessed a black man who had his hands cuffed behind his back. We watched this overexcited cop had his hand in his pocket while his knee was literally snapping his neck out of socket. His change couldn't be heard because he don't care about the change. The cries of him wanting his mama. The screams of him saying, I'm going to die. The moans of the pain, the silence of him losing his breath was so loud that they echoed on the street where his body laid. He ultimately paid the ultimate price. He would yell, I can't breathe. His breath was cut so bad that his body was beginning to take his last waste. Blood flowed from his nose down his face. The people would yell, stop. The other officers that were there yelled, nothing. You assisted by kneeing him in the back. The more the people yelled, the more comfortable his knee would get on his neck. The more he would reach into his pockets to rattle the chains that he didn't care for well. Derek Shaven talked out. Thomas Lane and J. Alexander King in the words of his daughter, my daddy changed the world. We watched as George Perry Floyd took his last breath as Derek Shaven still kept his knee in the spot where his knee, where his neck once was. This overexcited cop tried to prove a point. To who? For what? You had a decision to make, to take your knee off his neck, but you chose to keep it there. Disrespect this man as the world watched the clock say eight minutes and 46 seconds long. Start 987, cut 3:20. You made history. If someone would have handled the first complaint the right way, you wouldn't be able to harm this black man who was a gentleman, who was a gentleman to others, a father, a brother. Did you even bother? Did you even bother? 
to think that he had a family to go home to? Did you take the time to defuse the situation? Did you ask him, was the cuffs too tight? Was he okay? Did you release your grip on his neck? Did you? Did you hear the pop in his neck? Did you hear the change in his in your pocket? Well, let me ask you something, officer of the goddamn law. How is your cell? Are you comfortable? Do you still have the same power? Do you feel bad? You arrested him because of an alleged $20 force bill forged by George. Your knees and your pocket are now viral. We all know. We all know that he didn't deserve none of the force that you gave to him. You and all the rest of them choose, chose to kill this beautiful black man who was an endangered species to you by his size. But you can see the non-violence and cooperation in his eyes. Hear the comments in his cries, but no matter, you try to break a black man, but they still will rise. Even with all your cruelties and lies, they still will rise. George Floyd, I will never forget you. On May 25th at 8 p.m. while I was celebrating my birthday on the radio, not knowing that in Minnesota the world didn't know that at 8 p.m. for 8 minutes and 46 seconds, a man laid on the ground while an overexcited cop had his knee on his neck until his last breath had left his body. Now the world mourns his loss and memorializes, memorializes his cries. He frequented the store on a daily basis. The boss said that if he would have been there, then the world wouldn't be chanting, I can't breathe, in the spot where he died. He said George probably didn't know that the $20 was fake. The reporter said, well, what necessary steps will you take the next time someone comes in with a fake bill? And he said, I would not call the police unless the situation turns violent. The clerk so fast to make a rookie choice in an employee of the month decision. George, I feel your pain. Because my brother getting short, his hands around my neck. My body took his last weight. Tears running down my face. I was out of here. And God restored my breath again. I will fight to make sure that another person doesn't have to say that I can't breathe again. The world watched an overexcited cop put his hands in his pocket and put his knee on his neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds while the world spiraled out of control and in peace because your knee went viral, and that's that piece. Thank you. That, that was a hell of a piece right there. <laughs> that, man, that, that was deep. I, I appreciate that. I love that. Um, I, I, God, they got me speechless after that. I had to put my words together. Uh, thank you for that. Um, we're going to continue to move on. It's, I, I would hate to have to be the person coming after that, but I need somebody to come after that. But first and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to A Man's View, hosted by Kenneth Jennings and his co-host, Portier Love, on the four-time award-winning Port Radio. Thank you. And let's get back to um, can you. Can you hear me good, Kim? Yeah. Okay. I, I did want to uh, piggyback off something, something that Joel was talking about earlier. You know, I also look at the okay. situation as as black entrepreneurs, if they was to come up and open up grocery stores and this and that of that nature, why do we ever? Why should we ever ask for a discount? We're frequent uh, frequent uh, shoppers at Walmart's and all these and everything else. We don't ask them for a discount. You know, that's the thing that that those are some of the triggers for me that says certain things like um, how do we expect to get ahead in the eyes of the other races when we don't give ourselves the same exact respect that we're fighting for? 
Okay. We, our lives are in danger constantly, every day. When we wake up outside, just waking up being black, we are in trouble. We are in danger. We are not safe. But my thing is, when we have people that are fighting for us and putting the right foot in the right direction to open up doors for themselves as well as others, they deserve the ultimate respect from us first because they're our own. We, like the young lady said, we are amongst an endangered species. So we have to be able to protect each other so we, can, so we ourselves can be, can be amongst the living and be amongst uh, the land of opportunity. Uh, my question, too, is, you know, something I've been pondering is, you know, Facebook took a, a no hands of policy, no, no, um, what was it, uh, hands off policy approach for Donald Trump. They have a, a license that they enforce that says, you know, none of the people can incite violence and provoke this, that, and the other. But Donald Trump has, Martin Zuckerberg said he's taking a hands off approach for Donald Trump. So basically Donald Trump can uh, post whatever he wants and it doesn't get moderated. If he inciting hate, if he's inciting this, he gets away with that. Half of Facebook have left. Those, this is a fact. Feel free to fact, fact check it. Half of the employees of Facebook have walked out because Mark Zuckerberg, which I call Mark Zuckerberg, would not take a stance for uh, Donald Trump. So with that being said, there's also another rumor that the reason why Facebook is, hasn't uh, taken a stance is because they are supposed to be backing, Mark Zuckerberg is supposed to be backing Donald Trump for the Republican National Convention. So okay. my thing is, like I, like I be telling everybody, when we're protesting and we're fighting for rights, when we're asking for such a great amount of something, you have to go with change. There's going to be some inconvenience along the way to ultimately get what we want. If Facebook is moderating us but also allowing a man to promote racial tension and a racial divide, do we cancel Facebook and Instagram? Do we cancel them? Because I have people saying that, no, we don't do that because it's people that are running their businesses and they get clientele through these social media outlets. But see, that's my problem, too, because the white man has uh, implemented. Hold on. Let me get you back to that. I want to get back to Dylan for a second. Because, yeah, something okay. I want to say, I want to get back in before he's before he gone. Okay, brother. So, I, I just had a. Can you hear me? Go ahead, Dylan. Okay. I just had a couple of comments uh, going back to what several people have talked about as far as black individuals supporting other black individuals. I'm all with that. I, I agree with that 100%. However, we have to keep in mind that we as black people are suffering from PSTD, and that is slavery. And we haven't, no one has dealt with the issues that we go with that we've been through as far as slavery is concerned when soldiers come home from the war they have a psychiatric evaluation because of what they dealt with now we we dealt with this for 400 years and if you really want a very clear picture of it a good read is tom burrell's brainwashed and it talks about how black people have been brainwashed through marketing and advertising and how 
we don't care for one another because we look like that other person. And that's why we do what we do and we say what we say and we feel what we feel. That's one thing as far as dealing with the 400 years. Now, the thing is, is that our history as black people didn't start at 1619, quiet as it's kept. We were kings and priests and, and, and queens way back before we took that boat ride. And no one talks about our rich heritage and our rich history before we came over on the boat. And so now we're dealing with, with uh, voting. Trump was surprised that he got in himself because he didn't think he was going to win. And so we go back to the voting, but are we educated when we vote? Do we know who we're voting for and the record that these particular people that we're voting for have? Harold Washington was one of the greatest things that may have happened to the city of Chicago. However, when they killed him, then there were two other black folks, Evans and Sawyer, and then they split the vote. And then they gave, they gave Evans a, a, a lifetime judgeship, and he never talked about being the mayor of Chicago ever again. And so after it was split, then Daly came in and stayed for 22 years. And then we continued where we are now. So my point is, is that if there's so much going on as far as voting is concerned, there's so much going on as far as us not supporting one another, then we need to go back and deal with the situation ourselves. There's no more civics in school anymore for the kids to learn about politics and the three different branches of government. They took civics out. You don't think that was by mistake, do you? Of course not, because you can't go anywhere if you don't know where you've been, and if you don't know how to navigate and get there, you're going to continuously stay lost. So, yeah, if they, if they complain, people are complaining, it's hard for us to win uh, an uh, uh, ass-kicking contest when we're on one leg. You can't. And so, therefore, we need to go back and start teaching our kids from day one at the crib instead of dealing with the latest fashions and gym shoes and PS4s and video games and Fort, Fort, uh, Night Fort or Fortnite or whatever, because that's not getting you anywhere. Because if not, then we're going to be run over again by the people who are in position making things happen and doing things. Okay, I'm done. I, I'm I'm not gonna say anything anymore, Ken. All right, thanks, thanks a lot. I really appreciate those words. Um, yes, sir. Want to move on to our next caller? Caller, state your name and where you from, please. What's up, Sam? It's Big Mike, man. I'm still listening, James. Buddy. Thank you, Big Mike. How you doing, brother? It's all good, man. Just show. Dealing with you. How you been, Ken? You straight? I mean, I've been blessed, brother. I've been blessed. You know, this 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 evening, but God has continued to walk me through and get me going. But a man that can't walk, he get me walking everywhere. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah, I'm just here and listening and listening to the points. What do you think about the question tonight? In the aftermath of the of the murder of George Floyd and the protesting. What changes do you want to see happen, and where do you think we go from here? 
Oh man, I'm just, you know, going through my time of everything, man, being here on this earth, man. I just know it's all up to the maker, dog. Whatever we try to do, whatever we try to do, they get 10 or 12 of us, well, I mean, they get to fill us out and keep us back, you know, on our back, man. The fight is all up to God, man. All up to God to take care of all this. That's what I do, man. I just give it all to the maker. Hopefully we all, you know, just keep trying to live a little more peaceful and grateful, you know, level in life. That's my take on it, dog. Just crazy. I'm a six, I'm a sixty-two baby, so I've seen a lot. Okay. A lot. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you calling me, brother. I'm good. My right, next call. We got a nine. We got a nine zero one four one three. Case the name of where you from? Nine zero one four one three. Hello, Shango. Checking in from Memphis, Tennessee. What's up, Silk? How you feeling, brother? What's up, man? I was just tuning in, man, just trying to soak in everything that, you know, you guys are sharing tonight. Uh, I came in pretty late, uh, but, you know, great topic, great information about uh, the direction that African Americans should be taking uh, even after uh, the events of uh, Brother Aubrey and Brother George Floyd and Brianna and, and so many before that, but uh, you know, our voices has not always been heard. You know, I mean, people li- they listen to us, but they hadn't heard. They hadn't really listened to us with a, with a, with the ear that we need them to listen to us with. And uh, you know, as a community, as we come together, show more that we are unified. Because I think right now we're just you know we'd be before then we were being taken as a joke. You know, we always say we want to do this, we want to do that, but we still you know have violence in our own neighborhoods. Violence, you know, black violence on. You know, black-on-black violence, but it's time that uh, it feels good to see other races kind of standing with us like they've always done in the past, but, you know, especially, you know, now we need them to stand with us so we can, uh, you know, fight for racial equality. And the entrepreneur thing is right on point because, you know, uh, we can definitely create jobs right in our own neighborhoods, you know, whatever it may be, construction, Grocery stores, because you know most of these grocery grocery store deserts are in African American community. So as we come together, different things will you know come to light, and I think we could work together to make this a, a better community, especially in the African American community. Okay, thank you, thank you, appreciate it. All right, keep up the good work, Keenan. Thank you very much for letting me come in on your platform and. I always look forward to tuning in and, and hearing the different topics you have. You're a great brother doing great things, so uh, y'all keep it up, and thanks, everyone, for listening and supporting Kenna Jennings. Thank you, brother. Really appreciate that. I always love the love I get from my brother Silk over there. You know, this is, this is my, one of my classmates, uh, my teammates. I uh, graduated with it. We've been knowing each other over 30 years. Who y'all getting old? Uh, but thanks again for calling, brother. Uh, let's move over to our next caller. Um, state your name and where you from. You got another caller online? Did you get back to me? Yeah. Uh, hello? Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm okay. sorry. 
sorry, the brother had spoke already. So let's go ahead and get the um, callers that haven't had a chance to speak yet. Then we'll route route around back to you. Okay. Happy day. Okay. Three one two. 402 312 402. Hey, what's going on, Keith? KJ, this, uh, this Frank, man. What's up, Frank? Boy, how you feeling, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Um, I'm sorry, man. I kind of got late. I'm here late on the topic or whatever, but I uh, did read. Uh, well, let me, let, me, let me repeat the question uh, for you for you understand. Um, in mm-hmm. the aftermath of the murder of George Floyd and the protesting, what changes do you want to see happen? And where do we go from here? Um, the number one and the only choice, well, the number one thing that I want to see to happen that can fuel everything as far as economics and, and things of that nature. I'm quite sure people talked about businesses and things of that nature in uh, the state of our neighborhoods, but the number one thing is reparations. We have a lot of uh, white folk out here um, that are joining the movement in terms of police brutality uh, on the political front. Uh, that's a that's a nice gesture, and you know you see a lot of things that's going on right now in the media that is um, almost like a bait and switch. Uh, the bottom line is that you know as a community we are broke. I don't care how much money people you know front like they got or whatever. Collectively, as a community, we are broke, and it shows in everything. So the one number one thing I, I think that we need to have is reparations, and we need to always continue to fight for that so that our children and our grandchildren and children after that can have a real legacy in terms of uh, economic wealth in this country. Um, I know you don't plug a lot of things on your show or whatever, but uh, there's a movement right now that anybody can uh, be a part of in terms of it's called uh, American Descendants of Slavery, uh, ADOS, hashtag ADOS. Um, on Twitter or whatever, uh, uh, but it's a movement that uh, is backed by a lot of solid data and, and explains the economic uh, state that we're in, and, and it goes through a lot of things that have masked our failure from a financial standpoint. Uh, but that, that is what I think that we need to happen is, 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 is reparations. You know, people say it can't happen, but unless we all get behind that, people that have built this country from – from day one when we came over here or whatever and have never been prepared for it, we need it, and it's, it's time for them to cut the check. And uh, the, uh, the brother MLK told him that, and that's why he was shot. But um, that's that's all I got to say about that. Okay. All right, well, let me bring on my, my producer, the man that brought me to this show that made me be able to be a part of putting this show together. Um, that I'm going to forever be grateful for and thankful for. We bring my brother Black Ice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, phenomenal, phenomenal show. Um, and for those who didn't know, the brother Dennis Snipe, who spoke, um, he is the um, station manager for WKKC 89.3 Chicago. And um, the brother has been making sure that, man, I mean, it's just so much I can say about that brother and you. Um, Brother Kenneth, you know, for those who don't know, this is the football player from Simeon High School that was paralyzed in what, your sophomore year? Junior year. Wow. Junior year. year. And and this brother right here, if anybody think that you have an excuse as to why you can't do something, take a page for this brother right here. This brother is a coach. He's coaching sports. He never gave up his passion of football. 
He's a celebrity radio host and amongst other things. But let's get back to the topic, y'all. So <clears throat> what is it that we want done and need done? Number one, we need a culture change in the police uh, um, system, right? And so number one, they need training. They need to hire people who live in the community to actually police the community. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, number two, we need an immediate ban on all chokeholds as it relates to um, how you apprehend a suspect. Number three, if a person is handcuffed and there is more than one officer on the scene, there's no need to subdue um, uh, a suspect the way that they subdue Eric Garner and other folks. As long as they have a handcuffed person, already there's no need to be roughing nobody up after they are handcuffed. I've seen police shoot people and still beat them while the person is bleeding to death from a gunshot wound. So there are some things. Also, make it legal that if you are standing with a person, a fellow police officer, who does these things, you're going to be charged with the same charge that that police officer is going to be charged with if you don't step in and do something. And so that's on the police side. Now, what about our side? I hope we've learned a, a lot Um, of lessons from this particular situations. Number one, people say, yeah, we burned down our own community and I don't advocate those things. I'm a minister. I don't advocate those things. But sometimes there is something called a necessary evil. Okay. The world is listening to us now. You see, they're taking going with the wind off the air. They're, take, they're taking cops, I've just been on for 30 years, off the air. They're revamping. They got Target is putting 15% of its items on uh, 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 black products on a shelf because 15%. We, we lost you, brother. Well, let me let me you, you back where you okay you back hello well let me piggyback on some of what he was just saying um as far as getting rid of the chokehold i mean especially when you got a suspect in handcuffs what's the need to be trying to choke that man out you already got him subdued and he's in the handcuffs let's go ahead and finish arresting him you don't have to kill a man um, in order for you to arrest him you back, Ice? Right. Right. Yeah, I'm back. Okay. And so we need to change that culture on the police force where you get charged with the same crime that the police officer who committed the crime is charged with if you don't step in and intervene. Okay? Sort of like what we're saying now. All the officers are charged with second-degree murder, which that's even suspect with the person who actually had the knee on the neck. But now let's go to us. Let's go to what we need to do as far as our community is concerned. What I was saying before you guys lost me is that there's something such as a necessary evil, okay? I'm a minister, I'm an ordained Mm -hmm. minister, but I understand that there are things that's called a necessary evil. And if you look in the Bible, it says that God is the creator of evil. He used evil for his purposes also as well, as well as good. Everything serves a purpose. The world is listening to us now. They're taking Going with the Wind off the air now. They're taking the, the, the TV series Cops off the air now. They're, they're, they're being sensitive 
to some of the things that's been offensive to us all these years. But now you're starting to see um, the football um, league, you know, guy come in and say we were wrong. And so, of course, we want to see that translate into dollars, like folks have said before on the call. But I'm not really as interested as America giving us money versus America providing the platform for us to make our own wealth for our own self. And so these businesses that were burnt down, which was majority non-black businesses, why don't we replace those businesses with black businesses? You know, have people come in, have people come in and teach us how to be business owners versus consumers. So these are programs that we need to do. All these abandoned buildings in the neighborhood. There are black owned businesses who know how to reconstruct these apartment buildings doing drywalling, just like we learned at Simeon. It was a vocational school. We learned yeah. different things so, such as automotive skills and putting up drywall and carpentry and all those things. Some of our people won't go to college and some of our people have felonies on their record. Let them get into that type of program where we show them how to rehab and remodel buildings where they can begin to own the buildings that they rehab and remodel. And then you own in land, you're owning property. So there are several things, but let me close with the spiritual component with this. And everybody, please listen to me on the show. You may not agree, but please listen to me. As our brother Dennis Snipe said, we had an illustrious history before slavery. I want you to know, first of all, who you are. You are not an African-American. Africa was named after the Romans. It's a Roman name. You are not Roman. America was named after Amerigo Vespucci, which was an Italian. You are neither Roman nor Italian. So who are you? Everybody that come over here from Africa can tell you where they are from. I'm from Nigeria. I'm from Soweto. I'm from Zimbabwe. You can't tell people where you are from because you don't know who you are. You are the Israelites that the Bible wrote and spoke about, brothers and sisters. And if you understand that you are an Israelite, then you will understand why black people today, sons and daughters of the transatlantic slave trade, are in the condition that we are in today. The white man didn't put us in this condition. America didn't put us in this condition. Because of our old disobedience, God put us in this condition. And all throughout the Bible, he said, I sent you and scattered you to the four corners of the earth. I led you into slavery. I led you into captivity because you were the only people that I established a relationship with and you traded me in for the gods of the world. So at the end of the day, as a people, as a whole, We're not going to get out of the condition that we're in as a whole. But there are some among us that we can help save, that we can help get out of the condition that we're in. Marcus Garvey failed to uplift our people out of the condition that we're in. Noble Drew Ali failed. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad failed. Martin Luther King failed. Malcolm X failed. Jesse Jackson Farrakhan failed to uplift our people out of the condition that we are in. Although they saved thousands from the condition that they were in, as a whole, our people are in worse condition as we were a hundred years ago. We were saying Black Lives Matter a hundred years ago. Why can't we as a people get out of the condition that we're in? Because man didn't put us in this condition and man can't take us out. So get up under the blood of Jesus, accept him as your Lord and Savior, keep his laws, his statutes, and his commandments, honor his Sabbath day. 
honor his seven feast days, keep his dietary law, and then begin to work yourself up from your bootstraps. Teach these children that are in these schools in your community to do the same thing. And we began to lift each other up one by one. But as a whole, we can't get out of this condition until Jesus himself come and get us out. That's my comment. Thank you, brother. That, 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 that's a, that was a hell of a comment. <laughs> so don't, don't, don't understate yourself. That wasn't just a comment. That was a statement. You know, the people need to adhere to and understand um, the truth of what you said. And with those that don't believe it, go look it up. So you just gave y'all some mighty powerful words in there. Read Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, verses 1 through 14 talks about all the blessings that we would have received if we would have kept his statutes, laws, and his commandments. But then read verses 15 through 68. These are the curses. Everything that we have experienced and endure, endured since 70 AD, from the time the Romans kicked us out of Jerusalem and we fled into what is called Africa today, from the time the Africans or the Hamites sold us to the Europeans because they sold us because we were Israelites occupying their land to our sojourn in America and what we went through during slavery is all in that one chapter, Deuteronomy the 28th chapter. Read it for yourself. And if you need study, then reach out to your boy, Black Ice. All right, brother, I'm turning back over to you. All right, thank you, brother. And we got a caller, um, 618-203. State your name and where you're from, caller. Hi, Kenneth. This is Brittany. How you doing? I'm doing well. How you doing? I'm doing Thank okay. Thank you for calling me in. Yeah. Um, I was looking at your text. I got your text message about the, you know, this, um, uh, um, you know, this being on the air or whatever, and it said a man's perspective. So I was kind of apprehensive about even calling in. <laughs> oh, no, don't, don't, don't do that. It's, it's for everybody. It's just what it all said and done is my view that counts at the end. So it's just That's a bad right. view. But it's opened up okay. to everybody. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just, so what I do you think about our question tonight? Say that again. I'm sorry. What do you think about our question tonight? Kenneth, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I was there. I said, what do you think about the question that we have for tonight? It's, I think it's a good question. Um, it's a lot going on in the world right now. I agree a lot with the young man, that just, the pastor that just spoke, um, you know, before I just got on. Um, I think a lot of this is, is, is spiritual, you know. Um, everybody's mm-hmm. perspective, everybody, everybody's perspective was, was right on, you know, but you know, everybody, I think the problem is just everybody's, everybody's not listening to everybody's perspective. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like mm-hmm. every, everybody has a different viewpoint on the way that, that they see everything. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think that, I think this is spiritual. I think it's a lot of hate versus a lot of love. You understand what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, I don't think that I don't think that racism can be fixed unless you change yourself. You understand? I don't think any I don't think that like he said, you know, Martin Luther King failed. Not not that he failed, 
you know, because he didn't fail because he he set the path he set the path for us to be able to do, you know, have all these rights that we have. But I think that I think that there's nothing that a group of individuals can do for black people as a whole. I think that we have to somehow grow and mentally, like within ourselves, display that to the world, and the world would get better. I don't, I don't think that, that, you know, Black Lives Matter, all these movements are wonderful, but I think it starts with the individual. And as far as these cops, like, this is just my perspective. It's wrong, flat out wrong what they're doing to, our, to us. You know, numbers don't lie. But at the same time, it's a bad seed in every bunch. Black people, we mm-hmm. have bad seeds. White people have black, bad seeds. Chinese have bad seeds. Mexicans have bad seeds. You know, I think that racism will only leave if, 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 if it's the heart. You know, no, no type of structural nothing, no type of laws that they reform or anything. I don't think it it will change unless you change in the heart. You understand what I'm saying? Now, these bills may hold these officers accountable, but I don't think we will ever stop seeing. I don't ever think, I don't think we will, we will stop seeing that unless people change in the heart. And I think it's spiritual. I agree. So, I mean, that's, I agree. That's, I think that's, that's what it's positive. You know, and as far as, you know, black people and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, as far as, you know, businesses and all of this stuff, you know, they're saying that we're looting in our own communities. You got to think, most of them communities are not even black owned. They're like owned by Indians and owned by Chinese, you know, and they're coming into our neighborhoods. But at the same time, you know, we don't have anything. And I heard the pastor say that, you know, black people are, 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 I get, sorry, okay, okay. Like black people are supposed to, like, build, I guess, build, you know, in our communities, our own communities. Yeah, we could be mm-hmm. supposed to do that, but our, 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 is he saying that? I, I was just kind of confused by what he's saying. How is he saying that people in power are supposed to give us that money for us to do that? No, no. What what I'm saying is that there are successful people already from within our own community who have businesses. We already have contracts with the city of Chicago, with the state of Illinois, and with Cook County. And if they were given some of the funds that they already give, which are grants for programs for inner city children to prevent, you know, violence, because we still, 18 people were murdered in Chicago yesterday. 18 people in one day. Absolutely. I'm talking about and that. It's sad. And I, Absolutely. And I, but the I, thing is, they haven't did it. They they what okay, but we've been protesting and marching in the streets years. 
to for change and for things to come and for you know and hopefully this you know that what happened with George Floyd will make that you know will we will start to see some changes and things will start evolving but you're right why 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 haven't they done that why haven't blacks done that you know like like what like I understand what you're saying, but it, it just seems to me that they don't want to do it. You understand what I'm saying? Like black people, well, and that's another problem. Black people don't want, they, they don't really want to help other black people. Right. That's well, what happens what is. Like they just what? wanted to, they, you know, when, when people get in positions of, especially us, when we get in positions of power, we treat the black people worse than we treat. You know, we treat our own people worse than we treat anybody. Like we don't want to, like we don't, we don't want to help each other. We too busy worried about what somebody else got, or what somebody else driving, or just little petty stuff because we so used to not having things. You understand what I'm saying? So it, it like we don't, we don't want to help each other. That's that's one perspective, sis. But the other perspective is like the city of Chicago, we had a program called Ceasefire who actually went on the block and they did truce, gang truce and everything. And they prevented some of the violence in Chicago and Mm this and they defunded that program. They took the finances away from that program, which, of course, people got to feed their families. So they're going to go and work a regular job if they don't have income coming in. Absolutely. You know, and then I they had another program. Yeah. They had another program where black-owned um, um, developers were hiring people with felonies and hiring people mm-hmm. who couldn't get a job to come and help them rehab buildings. And they stopped that program also as well. They defunded that program also as well. So it, it's you know who it's a lot of red. The program? Well, who defunded the program? The city of Chicago. Okay. So, that's, and that, so that just goes, like you said, that just goes back to what you were saying about these black, you know, people with money. You, know, We're going to have to do it ourselves. Yep. Nobody's got, like, period. Like, we're going to have to, we're going to have to, like, do this thing ourselves. Like, we can't ask, but we can't ask the federal, we're going to have to do it ourselves. It's going to have to be some type of movement or something to where, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do really appreciate you calling, um, tuning in, share your thoughts. Um, tell your little man I say hello. I sure will. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me go. Uh, go ahead, go to the next call. To That's okay. what we meant. Thank you. Love. Thank you so much. God bless you. Yeah, we need a lot more love. That's something that's missing in this whole equation. That there's so much hate going on between within our own communities. Um, we have to show love for one another. Love is going to be it. a big part of this. The way God has yeah. loved us and shown us so many different things, we got to be able to share that love with each other and be able to touch somebody. I mean, like they say, one act of kindness can change the world. There ain't nobody trying to do that act of kindness. There ain't nobody stepped up to do that. We need to get rid of right. get rid of all this hate that we have and show love for one another. Love is a very powerful thing. Love can get rid of sin in so many right. different areas. And knowing who we are, you know, like knowing who we are as a people from the very beginning, you know, 
I think that's another thing. I think black people, they don't know who they really are and, and how precious they are. So they out here wilding, you know? So it's, yeah, it's crazy. Okay. Um, so let me give, before I go to my next caller, I just want to repeat the question for everybody, too. In the aftermath of the murder of George Floyd and the protesters, what change do you want to see happen, and where do you want to go from here? And we got our next caller. Our next caller. Um, we got 312720. 312-720. State your name and where you're from. Uh, my name is Bruce. Can you hear me? Yes, we can, Bruce. All right. Um, I coach with you over at Albert. Huh? So how you feeling this evening, brother? Good to hear oh, from I'm you. I'm good, man. I'm good. Good to be heard from. I mean, I was trying to get online and help um, my son with Special Olympics uh, program. So that was something we're trying to get him involved okay. in and keep him active. But um, thank you. You say, what would you want to see after all of this process? Yeah, what yeah, what changes do you want to see, and where do you think we go from here? I think um, my opinion is something we could probably go over for days and days and days because none of this is going to happen overnight. And I hope that most people don't get the idea that that's what's going to happen. And just because you see um, some people not participating in the program, participating in Black Lives Matter, um, a lot of times what I've seen is that, yeah, you can participate in the program, but once uh, it gets a little hot, and you might want to run and, and, and hide and sit to the other side, especially when you the same white folks that's got the same skin color as they do, and you can walk away. You can walk away easily because you can just go blend into their, their structure. We don't get that luxury. So it's a lot of us that want to set up the, 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 the parameters and what needs to be done, and then when they're not king, they don't want to be no part of it. So for me, when you said love, will conquer it all. My mindset is once we would get together and build something of our own, the programs that the city of Chicago probably had to defund was probably some taxes they couldn't get because a lot of people started to leave Chicago. A lot of what's been going on, I mean, in Chicago period, I mean, has been for what? I'm 60, and so it's been happening 59 years that I can probably think of, you know? So mm-hmm. if I was to see anything, man, it would be some laws that would actually play a, a, a part in uh, an officer, actually, if he actually get carried away with the way you were trying to arrest someone, then, yeah, you would be held accountable. Um, my thought was when I saw it, you know, it took how long before they even said that uh, Mr. Floyd was dead, how long before they even decided to press charges, how long before it was – and it was all coming from – the, the, the actions of people who said it, but why wouldn't it have been to the police department who actually saw the video? Why wouldn't you be on top of that yourself? Why aren't you policing yourself? Because you don't think you really have to. And so what I would like to see is somebody that would be able to have an overseer of actually watching how the police carry out different uh, strategies to work with our neighborhood. We had a thing called the Million Dollar Block. I had a class at the, the Paul. A million dollar block. You think within, say, a block radius, you have maybe a park district, maybe, 
But yet mm-hmm. the police department parole I mean, patrols your neighborhood 365 days, 24-7, and that's collectively maybe over a billion dollars, but they call it a million-dollar block because you're talking about that's a million dollars right there, and we're talking about a whole lot of blocks. But that product is that, – that, I mean, that, that money is going into – police department and I remember when we were young you didn't call the police most of the time in our neighborhoods and I'm from Matthew B. Wells projects we handled our own business most of the time you get caught robbing somebody in our neighborhood you get caught oh man you you had hell to pay <laughs> you know so that that's where I'm at with the police in our own communities when we didn't have to we didn't have to call the police but where I'm going with it for me now is um, put into the sense of being able to oversee what the police department is doing, being able to oversee some of the programs that's coming in and out of our cities. I mean, not just here in Chicago, they're cutting back on programs, especially in the education where you say like Simeon was, um, you looked at all the stuff that y'all had over there, not there anymore. Look at CVS, all the programs that they had over there, not there anymore. Um, how do we now control what goes on in our school systems? We keep saying we're going to wait and, and, and make it happen because our kids will be able to learn. But the kids aren't learning what they want to hear. They want to hear something about some black people. And the only way that's going to happen is what? We have to fund it. <laughs> so my, my thought process, I love when the brother I said, you know, we do need the reparations, but I don't see it coming from nobody else. I don't see Jerry Jones saying, okay, I, I, I understand. I'm a millionaire. I'm a multimillionaire, so I'm going to donate X amount of dollars to this program. I don't see it happening. Neither well, neither am I waiting for it. So my collective thought has always been, Kenny, you know me, you know, we can put together something for ourselves, put it together. But what I've seen, like one of the ladies said, everybody want to be king. Don't nobody want to be the prince. Don't nobody want to be the, 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 the pawn. Don't nobody want to be, they, everybody want to be the king. Right now we're looking at positions of power we can get into. I thought the mayor did pretty good with the, the, with the hands he was dealt. And you still got people saying that she didn't do enough. What was she supposed to do? They said that they, the, 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 the virus was enough that was killing people. Some people were running around saying, well, that's not true. No doctor's experience. No doctor's experience. So we had a, we had a dilemma. We had turmoil with a virus that could actually kill you. All going on at the same time. And then people want to point fingers. I think the whole thing is collectively, man, without loving each other, it's going to be a hard road, even if Jesus does come back. Okay. Thank you, brother, for your comments. Well, you, man, you know that. Again, I'll be getting in contact. You go talk a little bit. You know, hopefully see you oh, yeah. we- this coming down. Oh, yeah, I mean, I definitely do it, man. But, you know, I've been, um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. Um, I've just been working with my kids as uh, being a substitute teacher. I just got that position, uh, like, right before this hit. And I started to see okay. what my kids didn't know. That was priceless, man. Exactly. I mean, I, I thought, I'm not, you know, discrediting any other teacher or any other school. What I saw, though, was now I understand. you got 40 kids in your classroom. 16 and 17 of them got an IEP, and then you got the rest of them. Who knows what's going on in their lives? Now people had to have their own kids sit down, and then they realized, and this is, this is something that I was talking to some people about, you realize that the parents couldn't help the kids because they don't know how to read. 
They don't know how to write. They're not ready right. to, to go into the future and try to make things better for our kids because they're not prepared for their own future right now. So I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not that person that's trying to pass judgment on nobody. So what I was able to do is just sit here with my own kids and start working with them. And I found out things that I didn't know I didn't know. So I think collectively, man, we start working with each other and, 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 and put the positive note to once they see how much love we can generate with ourselves, they're going to be so jealous they're going to be running us. We don't have to run to them because I'm not trying to find nobody to ask them to love me or like me. <laughs> that ain't me. That ain't how I operate. And that's, I don't care okay. what skin color you are. So, love All you, right. boy. I love you, bro. Right, Go boy. to our next caller. We got a 708-646. Eight to name where you call it from. 708646. Hey, today, where you calling from? Hey, what's up, Ken? This is Loma. I'm calling from. Not there. <laughs> I'm good. How are you, bro? I'm blessed, man. Really I just caught up the tail end of that last remarks, and he was right on point. Uh, every word he said to me was ringing real true. Mm hmm. What's your comment on our question tonight? I didn't really hear the question. I just got on. I just got on. What was the main question? The question is, in the midst of George Floyd murder and protesting, what do you think we need to change, and where do you feel we need to go from here? Well, that's a loaded question from our community because we already know what needs to change, and that's the way we've been policing our own neighborhoods. First and foremost, uh, secondly, um, we need to do more than just take videos. We need to actually stop these predators on our black men. I notice every time there's an event, you see hundreds of cameras, but nobody actually stops them. And I know everybody's not, you know, built to do that, but this is happening too many times. I can hear. I have two black sons, highly educated, and I'm nervous for them to interact with the cops. We shouldn't have to tell our, our kids and our male boys how to almost cower down to police officers. They should be learning how to, you know, cower down to us. They're supposed to serve and protect us, especially in our communities. I think what we should do first is anytime we have a white cop that's servicing our community, they should be partnering up with a black cop. And then some of these things won't happen. I work for a little bit, but... We could talk about this all night long, and I'm actually getting a little bit upset just talking about the crush. But mm-hmm. we got to do something better. Okay, I appreciate you calling in, brother. Um, yes, sir. Supporting. Um, continue to be a supporter. Oh. Um, and and call, come in on the next show too. This just. You know, this this is something we got to continue to talk about. We cannot let this just fall to the wayside. And it, it, people need to understand this is not a this is not a sprint. This is gonna be a marathon, and we we need to be able to be ready to put our shoes on to continue to walk in, to continue moving through, to go out here and vote to make a difference. We cannot continue to sit back and let the same things happen over and over again. We can't go back 50 and 60 years without moving forward. 
we got to move forward now. We, we're part of this got to understand from where we, which we come, from which we come and where we're going in order to make the changes that's going to need to be made. Hey, Rod, 48. You, know, you got a comment you want to put in before you're ready to leave the, leave the show tonight? I think we lost that brother, but I want to make sure, Ken, that um, there was nobody on the line that was waiting, that did not get a chance to speak. So let me do this. I'm going to unmute everybody. If you have not had an opportunity to speak, then this would be your opportunity to speak. I'm going to unmute everybody. Anyone out there that want to speak to give a comment, please? Mm-hmm. And that's if you have not spoken yet. Has anyone out there who has not spoken yet would like to speak? Yeah, hey, Ken, this is uh, Scott Stewart, Big Stu. What's up, Big Stu? How you feeling, brother? Good to hear your voice. I'm good. Good to be heard, man. Good to be heard on amazing well, platform. I'm proud of you for putting this together. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. Um, where do we go from here? What's... Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you okay. All right, so, you know, I think one of the things that we definitely have to do while we've been recognizing all of this racism, we also had to realize, at least it's my belief, that had it not been for the months ahead of being on lockdown and the kind of the psychosis it put some of us in, that the George Floyd incident on top of it being Memorial Day and still having to stay home at home order was just kind of like the ticking time bomb. And we had already seen all these other killings of Ahmaud Aubrey and Breonna uh, in Philadelphia and, and a few other people as well. So where we go from here, I don't, somebody said something about we broke as a community and it doesn't have, no matter how much we front about it, you know, we always broke. Well, reparations is not going to solve that because broke is a mentality. So mm-hmm. we we need education, man. And and also, brothers, we got to start policing each other because some of us are bullying each other. As I've heard time and time again, we are bigots towards women. We are bigots towards people from the LGBTQ community. We are bigots towards a lot of our own people. Uh, and I agree with that other brother. Like, man, I'm not even in it for going to asking white folks for anything, brother. We we have, have to do for ourselves, and that's kind of where we go from here. We educate ourselves, we police ourselves, and we do for ourselves is my answer, Ken. Okay. Like, thank you, brother. Appreciate you calling in. And we, uh, give me a call. Give me a call um, um, a little bit later or tomorrow. Talk to you about I, I, I absolutely will. Absolutely will. And, and even brothers, man, some some of us are, you know, we're not saying nothing to the pedophiles in our community as well. So, you know, we gotta we gotta do better by ourselves as well. Some of them are our nephews and uncles, and we letting them slide all day long. So, I, I'll hit you up, Ken. I'll give you a call a little bit later. Okay, thanks, brother. Um, first, let me say. Ladies and gentlemen, you tuned in to A Man's View, hosted by Kenneth Jennings, live on the full-time award-winning Port Radio. We got any more comments right. out here that want to make a comment before we before we end the show? Anybody else I'm out here? Yeah. Okay. Hey, everyone. 
Hi, everyone. My How name you doing? is Nicole. Space I just want to say Space one thing. Okay. Oh, I have said my name. I said it. My, hey, everyone. My name is Nicole, and um, I'm Ken's nail tech. And uh, I'm tuned in. I love what you're doing, Ken. I love it. Just to get off topic, these people are clowning on your t- <laughs> But anyway, my one comment is, is, I heard this back in the day, uh, can we all just get along? Can we all <laughs> just get along? I'm just, that's all I got to say. Everybody stay okay. safe. And uh, I love everybody. You know, I don't know everybody. I love everybody. can't know my personality. Thank you. Thank you. I love everybody. No, we can't get along. <laughs> Can we all? Can we all? Please, Mr. Lowe. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you so much, sister. Uh, it's I love it. I just want really nice. Yeah, we was hoping uh, to make an I impact. Just let everybody be able to speak their mind and let, let them feel what they want to see change and how we can move forward because we have to move forward. We can't go back. Thank you very much. No. We got any any more callers that want to tune in before we end the show tonight? Okay, if there's no more callers, something I do want to do before we leave. First, I want to say thank you to everybody that called in. Um, anyone that was offended by um, text messages that I sent out, I apologize to them for that. Um, Don't apologize. I just, to, just, just want to give everybody a chance to get out there and make themselves known to be a, a and, to, to get a chance to share what they're feeling, because we all have to talk about this. We all have to put it out here. Um, we all have to take the chance to go vote. Just like a lot of people that don't want to be, a, if you're not part of the solution, you're ultimately part of the problem. So we all need to make ourselves known and make ourselves vocal of what's going on. And that's what I'm asking everybody to do. So I'm not trying to offend everybody. I'm just trying to get everybody a chance to speak up and be heard. And then lastly, I want to do before I leave, I had a brother that passed away this week. One of my classmates, someone that was in my same study hall with me, uh, my brother Terrence Crawford. Um, he, he passed away this week, and it was a hard loss for all of us because he was a very good brother. Um, he had nothing but good things to say about him. Um, he kept a smile on his face, and he, he kept a smile on a whole lot of other people's face. And to lose him suddenly the way he did, it, it was hurtful, it was painful, and I, I send my respects and and rest in peace to his family and to his friends. And we all need to understand that life is not promised to none of us. And we need mm-hmm. to live, live every day to the fullest. And whatever you can do to make an impact on the day, do so. Because tomorrow might not be here for us. So I'm just saying everybody speak up, be heard, and make a difference in life. So at that, I want to say good evening to everybody, good night to everybody. It's been a great show. And let's do this again. Let's continue to make this discussion a topic every day. Thank you. Everybody, God bless and good night. Good night. Good night, brother. Good night. Good night.